and welcome to episode 30 of the Flames Fancast. <laughs> oh shit, it's silly. A fitting way to, to start off our 30th episode. Have a drink, everyone. It's been a great run lately. It has been. It has been indeed. Um, we've been playing really well, and the results have been going our way. So a lovely combo, which makes me very, very, very happy after every game. Ah, I slept great last night. Great beer. I slept great last night, too. Oh, it was perfect. I went to bed with this, just this grin on my face, and I woke up with this grin on my face. I love beating Chicago. You know what I love even more? If you're watching the game, they pulled up the statistic. Chicago is 10-1-7 in the last 18 games against the Flames. And the first question is, why pick 18 games? Second question is, who gives a fuck? Second question is, who cares? But yeah, exactly. First one, really, why do they pick 18 games? Well, it's because it's, it's your usual statistical... Snipe. It's yeah, snipe. it is. Like, you know, whenever you want to make a point of something, you'll pick like a certain sample of size and then be like, yeah, this is why I'm right. So that's stupid. But I mean, 10, 1, and 7 isn't really a dominating record. Okay, well, then, yeah, and the Flames have more Stanley Cups than the I Chicago mean, Blackhawks the, I, I between guess that means, 80, 86 and I guess that and 89. means you've lost one in, in regulation. Yeah. And whoop de doo. Who won the latest, latest game? Overtime loss is one, I guess. But uh, our overtime loss would be seven. But that's still seven losses. Yeah. Worst stat ever. So who who said that? If you Flames stat? record, it would be seven, seven, ten, and one. Who mentioned that stat? I, it just came up on, on the game when it was on. Just one of those things that flashes across the screen. Why Another new thing I've noticed this year is they do like time since last shot and they count, they count up. That's kind of weird too. Mm-hmm. But there was a, there was a time in. Uh, the third period where Chicago hadn't had a shot and it was about seven or eight minutes in. I'm like, where's the counter now? But anyhow, irrelevant. You know, we're being nice to Bob Cole in the game and like we, we everyone had like a standing ovation. Here you are giving us some bullshit stat about how bad we look against the Blackhawks. That's not right. Blabbermouth Bob Cole. Thanks, Sportsnet. You really I mean fifty years though, it's quite an Real bias. No, hell hell yeah, man. Fifty years. But uh you know who I miss? Jim Hewson. Really? You like him? I like Jim Hewson, man. He's good. He's good. But, you know, I like Kelly Rudy too, but I used to like him a lot. Now I just like him. What's changed? Just too, just too, too you just know what's coming, you know? It's not novel anymore. <laughs> Kelly Rudy is always going to talk, like make fun of himself playing in goal. And then going to talk about some guy being incredible, I followed by making fun of himself being Kelly Rudy. But I suppose. It's, it could be worse. I still like <clears> him. <throat> I like him a lot. Anyhow, if I'm going to take away two things from a recent run of form, uh, sorry, I'm going to go with three things here. And I'm going to say them really quick, and then you can get a chance to respond. One, what a rebound from that Pittsburgh loss. Amazing. Like the, the spirit and the character that this team showed to rebound from that, I'm impressed. Two, our ability to just absolutely take it two teams recently. And I, I mean, we're, we're dominating these guys. Absolutely dominating them. We did it to Colorado. We did it to Chicago. And I, we dominated Colorado pretty much the whole game. It was because of a few bad goals we let in that made the scoreline 4-1, but that third period, we just, we turned it on, and 
we are creating serious chances. We're creating a lot of chances, and some of them are going in. Like these, we're missing a lot of the <laughs> easier chances, and we're scoring on a lot of the hard chances. And I guess my third point is that I'm I'm really liking the way we're cycling the puck, the way we're keeping possession and cycling the puck and and moving it into danger areas and waiting and probing uh, the opposition defense for that weakness. I I'm I'm a huge fan of that, and so that's three key positive takeaways I've had from the past uh, week and some change. Yeah, uh, the I think I, I want to chalk it up to mostly coaching. I'd say that whatever Peters is doing or saying to these guys, it's just working. It's, it's speaking volumes. I think he's mixing the lines really well. I think he's sitting guys and then giving them incentive to play better. Ever since Frolik was set, he's been great. He has been great. You know, he has been good. And I think he was giving Jankowski a little bit of that treatment yesterday because I think he did bench him at some point because um, I didn't see him play at all. Uh, but, yeah, like in general, I think this team is looking really, really good. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because you and I especially have gone ahead of ourselves about this whenever we put a string together, like a couple of good games. But I think right now the biggest the biggest difference between what we're seeing this season versus last season when we had – a couple of good games in a row, is that it feels a lot more um, stable, I guess. It, it feels like there's actually a foundation to this play, and it seems like it can only go up from here. And I think, again, it comes down to coaching, and I guess some guys are just being a lot more consistent this season. And the additions of Lindholm and, like, mostly Lindholm so far. Hannafin um, is kind of. Hannafin's kind of, you know, let's just – he needs a little more time. but He definitely does. Ryan – didn't do too bad, actually, last couple of games. I've actually appreciated his effort. For a guy that's, you know, playing minimal minutes, like, especially in the Colorado game, that fourth line was actually awesome every time they were on the ice. It was Ryan, Dubé, and uh, Hathaway. Hathaway. And they were honestly, like, first, second period, they had a lot of shifts, and almost every shift was deep in Colorado's zone and, and cycled there. That's awesome. Like uh, we, our cycling. I've never seen us cycle it like this. Yeah. So again, I think that the, the and it, yeah. it's preparation. There's some proper preparation going on with this team. I I I have to agree. And you know, to the cycling point, um, we might get found out really fast on this. But our power play entry, the uh, drop it to Goudreau and then just skate like a lunatic. It's working now, but I don't know if it's going to work later, but just keep doing it until we get found it's, out. It's working now because it feels like... I think Goudreau loves having that responsibility, too. Totally. He loves that. He loves that role. And every time you see him get the puck, he has two homes, basically. One which is at our own hash marks, and he's going to skate like a maniac. And the other is on the left wing board and the blue line of the mm. opposition's end. He yeah. just waits there. I noticed that, too. And those are his homes. And when he gets the puck... He, more often than not, he keeps it, opening up space, draws in two or three guys, and then dishes it off to one of our players, which creates that space. And you know what? If he's got that skill and other teams keep biting on that, we're dangerous. <clears throat> and, and to your point, watching these games, we, are, we could be a serious force if <sighs> two things, really. And the minor point comes first. Our defense tightened up a little bit. It is still a little lax. They've gotten a lot better, though. And our, our, but our goaltending, that, uh, we're winning games, but we're still shipping three-plus goals a game. 
Mm. We're just scoring like lunatics. And our average got totally skewed up after that Pittsburgh game. Well, we're, we're scoring a crazy high amount of goals. We're first in the league right now for goals scored. Yeah. We're first in the league. Yeah. Actually, right as we sit right now, we're second in the league on points. <laughs> That's right. Live it up. But uh, we're first in the league on goals scored. We have 52, but we've also let in 49. <laughs> so, And yes, one of those is attributed to the 9-1. Outside of that game, it's a it's a pretty solid goal differential, but we need to uh, smarten up a little at the back. And uh, Colorado and Chicago game included, we're letting in cheap goals. We're letting in really really cheap goals, mm-hmm. and maybe it didn't punish us in those few games, but it it will down the line. You can't keep performing like this. We're we're having some serious third period comebacks some serious um, for lack of a better term we're putting we're putting them to the sword in the third period but uh, is that sustainable i don't think so no definitely not but our forwards are enjoying some high confidence right now and i think as long as they can keep up that mentality you know we'll be we'll be okay i mean in the end you you just need to score more than you concede right regardless if if your spread is like three goals right now, which it basically is, like, I mean, who cares? If you, as long as you're winning. But I agree, long term, that's what's going to bite you in the ass. There's only going to be so many games where we'll be able to make this crazy comeback in the third period, um, despite outplaying these teams. And the good thing about this is that despite the comebacks in the third period in the last couple of games, we've by and large looked the dominant team throughout all three oh. periods. Oh, yeah. And that's the, that's a good sign. And I'm not too concerned about the third period comebacks because I just think that, you know, this relentless pressure we're putting on is just going to crack a goalie. The av- I it's only don't a matter know what of time. I'd do if we went into the third <clears throat> with a lead. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, part of me doesn't even want it. <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I want it. I'll take it. And, and to your uh, to your point on the power play with uh, doing the same play over and over again, I think the difference between this season and last season with that, because it was the exact same play, I haven't really seen anything uh, different about the play outside of the drop pass to Johnny or whoever it's going to be. I don't see any other player doing any type of different movement before Johnny enters the zone. Everyone's kind of a flat line on the blue line when he enters. It's no different than last season. So I think the only difference is for me as a fan is I, last I, I, year it felt like I was getting waterboarded with this horrible play that I couldn't fucking handle because it wouldn't work, and we kept doing it. But this year, that confidence is probably a big part of why we can actually do it now. Johnny's making moves on that line that I haven't seen him do um, in a couple of seasons because maybe I mean, they're just in sync this time. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like maybe they all kind of understand each other and. Maybe guys like Lindholm actually know how to read that play versus like a Furland, right? And not a knock to Furland. Like I, I like Furland. Guys playing but, well, but uh, but I mean, thanks. But Lindholm is. Thank you, we've won that trade so far, hands down. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, just looking at Lindholm's Hannafin points. Hannafin is not going to be a Hamilton. Uh, we don't need a. We don't need a Hamilton and with you, that you attitude. Know who I've been hard on in the past and who's playing really well right now is Gio. Mm-hmm. Gio is playing exceptionally well. And he's he is he is really. I was waiting for you to line. admit that because he's been awesome, especially his last. <laughs> oh, he's two games. been great. He's yeah. been great. But now you got to think that guy when he's gone, Brody's not filling in. Yeah, Brody's been struggling still. He's fighting. I mean, that puck. if if Hannafin becomes our new Geo, 
Ah, I, I'll build a shrine in my home to Triliving. But don't don't forget that playing time makes a big difference too, right? So I know he's getting decent time. I'm not saying he's not, but when you start giving these guys more like first line time, you know they start showing themselves a lot more. Like they have more opportunity to show themselves. They have more opportunity to grow. I mean, we all saw it with Vegas last season, like because all these guys who were not getting any ice time on on their prior teams. But now look at them. Yeah, but they're still doing okay. They're not like they're not freaking dead last or anything. Like they did really well, well I mean, last season. LA and Arizona are dead last. Yeah, but I mean, the point is, is that when you give some of these players enough time, it really isn't like they're all really good players in this league. This league is very deep, so. Give Hannafin a couple more minutes a game. You never know what's going to uh, happen. He just right? hasn't had the start I wish he'd had. That's all. Agreed. And I think everyone. I think everyone's thinking. I'll the give same. him time. I mean, he'll, I mean it's he'll only be, been. He'll be a mainstay on the blue line for many years to come. I just hope it's gradual improvement. That's. I'd be happy with that. For sure. I mean, Lindholm has kind of set the barn on fire starting right away like this, and he's been incredible. I guess you can't expect Hannafin to match that. But we can also be upset if Lindholm falls off a bit, because this is something of an unknown for him right now to have such a hot start to the season. Uh, like, he I just hope he keeps... He seems to be taking work. it in stride. Oh, yeah, and he's just he's just a f- smart player, and he just seems to know wherever he needs to be I when Johnny's got the puck. I think that line is just a good good influence on each other. You know, Monaghan is... Him and Goudreau, they just know. Yeah. They know where each other is going to be. Goudreau knows where Monaghan's going to be. And the commentators made a good point last night to think about Monaghan just being incredibly consistent and a quiet kind of consistent, always getting you X amount of goals, 65 to 75 points a season, solid producer, and he does it quietly, right? No one really sees <clears throat> Monaghan coming, and he's he's consistent. And the Flames, they can they can really use that. And that first line is playing exceptionally well this year and our second line starting to pick up too you got those secondary scoring from Frolik and Kachuk Kachuk's contributed a lot Backlund's potting too now Kachuk's goal last net. night was just <sighs> dirty <laughs> that wrist shot to that the was corner nice. like, I was just oh Crawford Crawford he just he had no Crawford, idea I, no he, he just went no into clue. a butterfly and hoped for the best yeah <laughs> and, like kind of twitched his shoulder and it's like it's gone yeah you could just see it's like yeah. back of the net, Crawford. Oh, these goalies, hey, they're pretty upset about the uh, equipment restrictions this year. I think so. I mean, maybe that explains the massive scores. But in they're every always NHL the ones. Game. It feels like they're like the first to get this kind of treatment, right? Like, I don't remember any player outside of like the goaltending position where they've had to have some major changes to their rules like every few seasons. It always seems like goaltenders always get this like well, shaft. Well, you look at right? those goalies from the '80s. That equipment is tiny. Absolutely, they look like, it's like shin pads. Yeah, they look like modern day shin pads. <laughs> and then you had the, you know, early 2000s with the JS Jaguar, and his his pad is the size of a mattress and strapped onto his leg, and he yeah. stands in the net, and there's about four square centimeters available to shoot at. It's just, it's absurd. It is, but I mean. It doesn't mean that they're good just because they wear that stuff. Like I, I don't buy the fact that they were better just because they covered more than that. I, I really don't because the players are just getting better and better. Well, they, I think you're better because you cover more than that. I, yeah, statistically maybe, but like it's not like honestly 
when Brodeur was playing, when Patrick Wall was playing, like when all these like elite goalies were playing, they not one of them had these oversized pads, and they were winning cups, and they were just. Of course, doing you're well. gonna have elite players, but they'd always win the cups. Brodeur would always win. Wall would always win. But Who that's was in the goal difference. for Detroit when they were incredible? <clears throat> so maybe Hashik. But like, was it Hashik? I don't know. Yeah, Osgood, but even Vernon, him, even Vernon. with him, he didn't have anything exuberant on him. No, but these goalies were. That was a different NHL too. You had teams that were much more stacked than other teams. Yeah. Not so equitable in the salary cap era, you know. Look, I remember when the Flames drafted uh, Medvedev. You remember this guy? <laughs> Vaguely. He was a goalie, <laughs> Russian goalie. He was big. And he was like 300 pounds yeah, or something. Like big. he was like a sumo. Well, I'm exaggerating now, but he was like a fat guy, like really fat. And they thought because he covered most of the net, he's going to be great. I don't think that guy played one fucking minute in the A, let alone the NHL. Oh, it's a, um, we're talking about Calgary Flames scouting. Okay, here. but my point is that you know the goalies just keep getting. I think they're the ones that always get the adjust. Like players, the last time I saw an adjustment for the players is when they start well, wearing helmets. The well, no, they cut like, down on the clutching and grabbing. But that's not equipment related. That's different. Sure, but I mean, if like the goal, players if the, have to have the, a helmet. If the rules right? like and the equipment restrictions keep changing for a goalie, I'd be a bit upset too. You yeah. keep changing what you want me to do, keep restricting what I can wear. It's it's upsetting. But mm. that, that's I never heard Smith complain about it. No, I'm sure he's got bigger problems than the size of his oh, pads. Man. You just know that he's just eating himself up inside whenever he just lets in a weak one. Like, he sits there and just bobs his head. You know he's just not bobbing his head to, like, adjust his helmet back on. He's bobbing his head because he's just swearing at himself. Like He he's, he's let in some serious weak ones. Yeah, and so that Colorado game. And, and, and I, I get, too, that he's upset with himself, but also he, at the end of the day, he has to play better. But this time last season, we were singing his praises. Like, it's not like he's not capable of it. But I, I, there's I agree something, 100%. There's something going on that... He, get, he like I don't know like at some point I felt like he got injured that Colorado game because I know you were at the game too but I think it was in the second period where he got up really slow I think it was after a power play for Colorado and it wasn't after a goal or anything but it was just a shot kind of in the slot and he just got up really slow well after the second goal I just remarked I said He's not seeing the puck well. You should yank him because he just doesn't look like he's seeing it in there. Yeah, I, and yeah. my buddy said the same you thing. You leave him in, he's just going to keep struggling and struggling and struggling. He just needs he needs a break. And, you know, this might be going back a long, long, long way, but do you remember when Riddick played the back-to-back? And they said, oh, yeah, you know, it's a long schedule. we got to manage Smith's workload. Well, you've planned out. You've seen all 82 games already. Um, your starter never sits out two games in a row. Never. If he's your bona fide starter, Rarely. they're never sitting out two in a row. Ever. Ever. You always give them a break, and you figure out when their breaks come in, but they never sit two in a row. I think we're doing the, the rotating number one right now. I, I think I think it's devolved into that, right? Because as much as I don't like it, that's what it's become. And, you know, I'm still going to say stick with Smith because he's your guy. But honestly, a couple more games like that, it might. I, I, I think I changed my mind. I, I'm, I'm a Riddick guy right now, all the way. 
I think you just keep playing him. He's just more solid. Like he, he looks a lot more confident. In if that. if we're gonna make anything deep into the playoffs, which I hope at least we make the playoffs this year, but if we're gonna make a run, you know Smith has got to find some form and he's got to get hot. And maybe it's not now. Maybe it's not December. Maybe it's not even January. But he's got to. You can't shake your confidence in the guy, or you can't have the guy's confidence shaken in you. You got to say, "We're going to the playoffs. You're our guy." Or like Sportsnet stole my idea. Those bastards. They are listening. I swear. There was an article on Sportsnet a couple days ago about a, a, a hypothetical trade for Bobrovsky from the Flames, and like like uh, Columbus. Would I say Colorado? Columbus. I meant Columbus. <clears throat> like if we could get Bobrovsky, we should. <laughs> By all means. But, uh, yeah, I, Smith's our guy, and we got to hope. What about this, though? Think about the conversation you and I have had numerous times where we were saying, why can't we have that goalie that comes in and just starts killing it, and then they just sort Mika. of take over the first, yeah, they take over that, uh, the first, I, the starter I role. I don't think we have that player. Well, you know what, Riddick is sh- he's got two in a row. Riddick's played well. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, but he just got two in a row. Riddick so also why wouldn't you play him one more? Like three goals on eight shots last night. Yeah, we still won, but he let in three goals on eight shots. But he just and looks then, more and then solid Chicago on those. Like, started I mean, to shoot more. No, that Chicago third goal that was not solid. Okay, the third one, but I mean like that was that had Mike Smith written all over it. Not the second you, one. Not the first one. I get what we're saying. The problem here is not that goaltender A or goaltender B is not good enough. It's that both goaltenders are varying degrees of inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's you know, I, I, I get it. Carey Price and whoever else is the A-level goaltenders in the league, they have off nights, but it's not every other night. It is every other night for us right it now. It is every other night for us right now. And the, the front end of the team is, is bailing us out. Last year, we got bailed out by Smith a few times. This year, we're getting bailed out by Johnny scoring, Goudreau and Sean <laughs> Monahan and Elias Lindholm. What we're not – I can't think of maybe uh, – okay. There's probably been a game where we've been bailed out by Smith this year, but I can't think of it. Well, Nashville. Sure, Nashville. There's yeah. one. That 3 nothing game, he was He was standout. Good, right? Standout. Man of the match. Absolutely. But we need – we need that kind of level minus a couple percent every night. I'm not asking for a shutout against Nashville every night. I'm just asking for a solid, you know, they're going to get two tops performance. And we can take care of the rest. Yeah. And who do you start against the Ducks then? Smith. <laughs> Mike Smith. I'm starting Riddick. No. Mike Smith against the Ducks. You got a nice little break though. Until Wednesday. Wednesday. And I, I hate these breaks. I hate the way they schedule things where four day break. a lot of teams have a couple games on hand. Around. We have two four-day breaks coming up. What here. are we, like, one-seventh into the season, one-sixth into the season? Like, already we got two or three more games played than some teams. I, I don't, I I hate don't that. get it. Like, yeah, it's four-day break, then game, two days, game, game, and then another four-day break, and then a game every other day for the next – Four games. As the forwards, I would hate this break because we have all this momentum. But as a goalie, I'm probably thinking, thank Christ we got this break because we really need it. Like, we need to get our shit together Whatever, here. man. Go, go down a couple days early to L.A. 
Go to Disney. No, don't go down early because you can be there Wednesday to Saturday. So have a day off with oh. your family or if you're Goudreau with, uh, with your PlayStation. I was going to say something else there, but I stopped myself. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting more... Um, that's the word I'm looking for. We're getting more mature here. <laughs> and then us last season go down definitely to, said that. Go down to LA and You're about to say Disneyland though. I was. I'm but <laughs> go to Disneyland on the Thursday or the Friday and just chill. Yeah. Like just do some team bonding. Do some team bonding. And to that point, this team, when we score goals. Uh, I I don't see any other team that celebrates less like us. Like I was remarking, yeah, we're to going crazy. My 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 family and friends that when we score a goal, it's like the last goal we're ever gonna score, or the goal that gets us into the playoffs. The way we celebrate, and I love it. I love the way like everyone comes in and celebrates and leaps into each other's arms. They're just like full of emotion and adrenaline, and they're so pumped to score, and they show it, and. Why, if I was the other team, I'd be demoralized from seeing that. <laughs> you know, and you just know the onslaught is coming. And the way they celebrate, I'm a huge fan this year. Huge fan. Huge. There's there's nothing else to that really. No, I agree with you. Like I when uh Maddie scored that goal against Colorado the first, like the last not the game um a couple nights ago, but the uh the other game where it felt like av- the Avalanche goalie was like the reincarnation of Patrick Wall. Like it was ridiculous yeah, that far game. Yeah, so <laughs> he played really well the first two periods, and then yeah, the floor came under. It's out not. From underneath it's not Varlamov, him. by the way. It is Varlamov. Semyon Varlamov, Avs goalie. No, I I know that he plays for the Avs, but I thought it was somebody else in it. Oh, it was Varlamov. Okay, sorry. My bad. My <laughs> you bad. were there. No, I was there, but I was also a little tipsy. There was a guy, by the way, Grubauer behind us. Is their assistant. Yeah. Or it, not assistant, backup. No, backup. Uh, but the first time we played them in Colorado, when Kachuk finally scored that, I think it was a tying goal, he went crazy. Like, he was, like, skating around guys and jumping on our guys. and Like, I love seeing that, too. There was a fucking douchebag sitting behind my buddy and I at the game uh, on Thursday. Colorado fan. I never thought Colorado fans were obnoxious, but here we go. Uh, this guy would not shut up all game. Game was, was 4-1. You? He was right behind us, and just nonstop, like, every call against the Avs was like, that's bullshit, that wasn't this, that wasn't that. That hit on Jankowski. Oh, that oh, was... Like, it was, okay, it wasn't outright dirty, but it was dirty. Like, the guy, first and foremost... Jankowski didn't really have control of the puck there, number one. Number two, you're fucking body checking him outside of, like, it's still in the middle of the ice. It's not necessarily in our zone or anything like that. And three, your fucking shoulder is still pretty high. Like, I know exactly what you, you know what you're doing. Like, you're a professional hockey player, you know what you're doing when you're hitting those players at high speed like that. You know exactly what's going on. So he could have easily avoided hitting Jankowski just like that. Jankowski was a little shaken up. I think he didn't play for a few shifts, went, he went to the dressing room because Concussion it was just before. Yeah. yeah, it was just before the uh, the the intermission. He's, anyway, he slammed himself into the wall on the way there. And I can't believe we haven't talked about it, but ben. Bennett changed the fucking game. And again, it goes to my point of saying we need somebody to fucking get in there and beat the shit but out have, of someone. We have Bennett now. I know, but okay, functional goons. I can change my tone a little bit here. If the goon is a functional goon, then it's a lot better. 
Okay, but Bennett is he's a man for what he did. Just a fucking man. Like awesome guy. Like I am I you know, my buddy and I were like my buddy actually was the first one to stand up and just give him a standing ovation on that fight. You know, I joined him. Like that that's the shit you need. And you know what? When we started scoring our goals in the third period, everybody was going to Sammy the second he showed up on the bench cuz he wasn't there for like the first 10 minutes. Like he was not on the bench. We were looking for him for a while and when he finally showed up we scored everybody goes to him it's to that camaraderie point that you said when we score it's like the biggest celebration moment ever and to go to sammy after that like the players know man the players know we need guys that can step in there and beat the fucking shit out of someone for making a dirty hit or like dubay's been getting fucking manhandled this season man like i think he's almost got two concussions almost this season like maybe not full out but like plays where he's been on the ice for longer than like 10, 15 seconds, slow to get up. Like this kid is fucking talented. He is so talented and he's not getting protected. And Hammond came in in the first game against Vancouver and Hammond got his fucking jaw broken for stepping up to Goodbranson, that fucking loser for hitting Dubé, right? Like, we need this kind of shit. You just see, we scored five goals in the third period after we, we did that. Five goals. It's nothing to be, like, shy about. Like, five goals is one impressive rally. And I have to say, like, I think Sammy just fucking, he perpetuated that whole thing. He did. He did. And he he certainly uh, was a huge flame to that gasoline that got us going. He's been a great player this season, not just from a points perspective, but he is so active every time he's on the ice. He makes game-changing plays. He even had some minutes up on the top line there. Yeah. Like, so. And he deserves it. And I think, you know, Peters is the kind of guy that's going to reward just, you know, the ancillary things that players do rather than just the points. And I think Gullitson never did that. Gullitson never rewarded these guys for, you know, standing up for their teammate or whatever. He just rewarded guys who scored. And then just disciplined guys for taking stupid penalties. It's like, okay, you're a fucking two-dimensional coach. Like, we need something a little bit more out of you. Right. Well, we don't anymore. We need nothing from him. No, I know, but that's what Peters brings in so far. But anyway, I we got to make the playoffs. I really, <laughs> I really, yeah, I know, it's still early, but I really felt like we needed to talk about Sammy there because he's just been, he's been a force. Uh, deserves a lot more plaudits, and there's a lot of guys like on their blogs, like Flames fans or just any other fans on their blogs that they say that this, this idea of fighting someone or stepping up and like it's not outdated it's not like that's you're saying that or they're saying that no a lot of a lot of guys i read on twitter during that during the colorado game yeah they're like they're just not they don't ever praise this kind of shit and it's actually a disgrace like man like you and i have played on the same sports team for years okay like we've we've always fired each other up whether it was like it wasn't just scoring goals like making that crazy like play or tackle or whatever like the game-changing shot or whatever a lot of times when I get fired up it's because of that play that changed the momentum of the game not a goal not an assist nothing and in hockey it I'm maybe I'm sounding like a fucking fossil even though I'm not but that fight just knocking a guy fucking out or getting breaking that guy's nose for the sake of defending the teammate, is a huge momentum swing. Huge. Like, I miss England so much because of that. England was the guy. A functional defending player who knew how to beat the crap out of two guys at once. 
he was fucking beating up those Canucks clowns with one hand on one guy and one hand on the other guy. Right? We need that Legend. shit, man. Totally. We need that shit. And I remember reading Flames blogs saying, like, we don't need England. He's so, like, he's no good. And, like, you know, like, he's slow. He can't do this. He can do that. Like, man, like, fuck off. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you? Like, have you played a fucking sport in your life? Seriously? <laughs> like, you got to fucking see these benefits. Like, that's a big fucking deal. And in hockey. That's a constructive response. Well, dude, in hockey, it is even more so important to be physical because these yeah. guys grew up with the culture of standing up for their teammates in a violent way. You may want to try to get that out of the game, but it's going to take at least a couple more generations for that to get out of the game if you really want it gone. And But the reality is, like, I've trained with a couple WHL guys during the summer this year in my gym, and, uh, like, I used to talk to them about this kind of part of the game, and they said, this doesn't die. Like, we all just, like, swarm a guy for making a dirty hit, and it's like... Exactly. That's the thing that... That's that, what that hockey could be players, partially human nature, too. For sure. But, like, you know what, though? Like, you don't really see that in other sports as much, quite honestly. Like, you don't. I think hockey is the biggest, biggest one for that. Like, there aren't many sports where you can drop your freaking... Like, I mean, in baseball, if, if, if something happens, the bench is clear. I know, but it's, it's, almost, it's almost a game-by-game game reoccurrence that a fight happens in hockey. It's not that often in hockey anymore. Not as much, but it still happens a lot more than any other sport, right? Like, I'm just saying that there aren't many sports where guys just, like, start fucking, like, giving Hail Marys to each other's face. It's not often. <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah. It, yeah, sure, baseball. But baseball but again, happens because the pitcher you know, will huck you, it at his baseball, face. In baseball, you can't – you land a punch on – two punches on a guy, they're out. But in hockey, you can keep taking the punches because there's so much taken out of the punch because you're on skates. Sure. And perhaps that's part of the reason why it survives. But you're also right. It, it is a bit of a it's a cultural circling thing, the wagons and a cultural thing and a, and a showing pride and loyalty to your teammates. Nothing and brings I, a team I together agree more than 100%. that. One hundred percent. That that Bennett fight, the Flames even addressed it after the game. That got them going. Absolutely. And we're I think too we're a bit lucky that we got. Um, a three-minute power play out of that because Bennett's two-minute instigator and then... And then there was a five-minute. He had a five-minute major for charging. Yeah. Five minutes for fighting and then game misconduct. Bennett got a 10-minute misconduct, but whatever, right? Yeah, but I mean, in the end, it doesn't... But that was the thing that made the... <laughs> the kid, We won the game because of it. Did you hear Bennett talking to He's like, I ended up missing all the goals because I was stretching or I was on the bike and I was tying my skates and I missed them all. And when I came back, it was four, four or five, four. And I was like, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, take a bow, son. That's because of you. Yeah. And you know, nothing bonds a team better than fights. Uh, Disneyland. It, no, like team building things are great. Like you go, go karting or whatever. Like those things are fun and good and all there's well, but karting and then there's Disneyland. Okay, fine. But in the end, when you fight with someone, when you physically fight with someone with your team, to then you fight other guys. Like, honestly, that for me, like from my experience, like that is the most bonding moment for guys. Like, you know, one of one of my oldest friends became one of if my only oldest friends. Only you can see Jenks knuckles yeah. right now. If, if one of my oldest friends, we actually gone to a brawl. And then we became like really good friends after that. But and you were kids. It doesn't matter. Like that's it's a it's a. I'm going to sound politically incorrect, but this is a male thing. Like, males, we're still fucking animals, okay? We're still animals. We're still Neanderthals. 
gain in a thousand years we're going to look back be like why the fuck were we doing that but that's we're evolving man and like we're still dragging our knuckles on the ground a little bit here like <laughs> whenever i have fought somebody with a guy like with a buddy of mine i've become way closer with them <laughs> seriously the bonds of combat you know what some of the most respectful moments in our freaking in mankind is when like you can see that guys in world war one world war two they're tr- killing each other but they still showed respect to each other at night or whatever like they man there's things in like turkish history for example they used to huck fucking cigarettes at each other at night because that was the time they didn't fight you know what i mean like there's something fundamentally wrong these days but i'm not gonna get into it but it's the fighting is is like something that brings everyone together i'm not even kidding People who are listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> maybe not maybe not the ladies, but the, but the guys for sure, okay? Like, for sure. Fuck, yeah. I sound like Don Cherry, but I'm just saying <laughs> it makes 5-4 or 6-5, whatever the fucking score was against Colorado, it, that just shows it right there, okay? 6-5. Jank Hogan, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> what more thing? What are we at here? 37 minutes. Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop talking now. One more thing. No Stone, no Zarnik. Yeah. Anderson and Valiamaki keeping Stone out. Good. As Absolutely. Far as I'm Absolutely. And, you know, part of me says, can we trade this guy? Part of me says, I like having the depth. I'm probably leaning to the, towards the depth side. So are the Flames, because what are you really going to get back for a player like Stone, right? I'm okay with the depth. Yeah. Like, he's good for depth. Like, he's not going to complain. I guess, you know, Zarnik, I feel a bit bad for because. What a preseason, and then either never had the chance or never, never, never put those chances away. But it looks like it could be a bit of a tough road back for him now. Well, we'll see because now Dubé's on day to day. But again, that could mean anything we by got, Wednesday. We got a bunch of days, yeah. Um, but there might be a situation where Peter says, "Okay, listen, you're just like you got to get used to this game." Well, and that spot with Kachuk and Backlund is not available. No, absolutely not. Um, so there, there has to be some sort of conversation going on with Dubé and Zarnik telling those guys, listen, you're going to get your chance, which they will, because the way that we've been juggling everything, I think they will get their chance. Um, but it's a matter of really take advantage of that opportunity when they get it, because it's not like Hathaway is going to play every game, right? As, as much as I don't mind he's the guy, like, well. he's been playing pretty good. So you shouldn't bench him, but Jankowski got benched, right? And you know, you know, maybe what? he's Whatever the next Peters guy to get doing scratched. with these fourth and third line guys to keep him motivated, yeah, it's working. it's working really well. So my guess is and that don't I, be surprised. I think, I think you made a good point earlier in the season. He, I think he has very much an attitude. It's like, I'm not your friend. Yeah. I am not your friend. No, and don't talk to me. And if yeah. I talk to you, there's a problem. I don't want to go for a beer with you. I don't want to come to your kid's birthday. Uh, I want you to go out there and play the hardest hockey game you've played since the last yeah. one. And uh, otherwise, you know, let's put points on the board and that's it. Very matter of fact, very blunt, very direct. And maybe it's just the piece this team needs. And it feels like he's evolved maybe with the game too. that's Bobrovsky. That's Bobrovsky. But <clears> after that. Yeah, but you also don't want to give up the farm to get this guy either, right? I don't think you have to give up the farm to get Bobrovsky. He's, he's, he's going to be a UFA in, at the end of the season. The, the Sportsnet trade was a first-round pick and Mike Smith and... Gillies or Parsons for Bobrovsky. 
Bravovsky's 30. If we get him, sign him to a five-year deal. I'm yeah, he'll, he's I'm, fine I'm for th- five years at least, like for and sure. if that happens, yes. Yes, please. Because if we're going to cap this team with anything now, it might be a very, very, very solid second-line second defenseman and a starting goalie. That's it. That's yeah, all I really see need for much. needs. We don't need much anymore. Because if if we get an absolute shutdown second pairing and we get uh, a, a goalie of Bobrovsky's caliber, my God. I was really glad to see... Stand back. James Neal get that goal last game, too. Nice goal. It, it felt like, too, like it looked like there was a bit of a, you know, weight, weight off, off the Yeah, like I think he really just... He had a lot of good chances the last few games, and he just couldn't bury one home. And he finally, and that was a nice snipe, as you said. I'm hopeful that he starts open up the floodgates on points too, uh, because that was, that was a goal scorer's for, goal. Yeah, like the very fact that we have a guy like him on our third line does speak volumes on the depth of our forwards right now. And like, I agree with you. If we could just get at least some consistency out of the goaltending, I'm not certainly thinking that Bobrovsky would be the and all be all. And I know you don't either, but it would be nice if we could just get consistency out of these guys now and then not have to give up a first rounder or not have I to mean, give up. You tell me a third line in the NHL that's got, just for the sake of argument, either Ryan or Jankowski, Neil and Bennett coming at you. There aren't many teams that do. Like, again, you, I don't want us to. James Neal? I don't want us to get all. Like cocky I, about this shit, but though. I just—it's deep. It's really—it's definitely a deep team. I, I'm not—I'm not about to say that it's the deepest team and in the NHL, but we're start well, and we're starting to have well, maybe Pittsburgh. I mean, they might have a Hornquist on their third line, right? Sure, but we're starting to look look like we are on paper, if you will. Yeah, we're starting to play like we look on paper, and but how about our division? Right, our division. I mean, we should. It's fucking crazy. We should win this division. Yeah, but, LA's toast. But look at there's no coming the back point, from that. I already. know, but look at the point distribution. If everybody had 15 games, let's say all those guys have won their games in hand, all of a sudden we're not first in the in the Pacific. We're we're gonna be fourth or fifth. So like, we have to be careful here. Like we're playing great. I'm not nine and five and one in our first 15 games. Fuck, I'll take it all day every day. Especially the last well, four. Like I mean, we won the last four. If we great. get three points from this road trip, I think we can get job more. Job done. I think we can get more. Of course, we can get more, but I'll take three. If we get three, I'm a happy but man. But to think that Anaheim is the second last team in our div, and they only have and they have 13 They're points, be which junk is this year. Sure, but they still have 13 points. Not that far behind us. Like I'm just trying to say that our div is deep, and yeah, but I mean, everyone's it's no good. central division. Look at the central division. St. Louis is the last team in that division. Then you got Chicago, Dallas, Colorado. Yeah, good point. Like I am, do not want to be in that division. Sure, put me in the Atlantic. That's a that's that's cushy. Look at the Atlantic: Ottawa, Detroit, Montreal, Florida, Buffalo. Please, yeah. please. And then uh, what's the other one? Pittsburgh, Washington. Yeah, like New York, Philly. Philly's awful, awful. They're, by the way, Couturier has five points. They're gonna. I think they're gonna fire Hackstall. He's a terrible coach. <laughs> He's a terrible coach. Couturier plays on their first line on their first power play unit and has five points. Mm-hmm. A- awful. Imagine if Monahan had five points in this point of the season. 
Yeah, I'd be shitting we'd my be, pants right we'd now. We'd be calling for the guy to drop the guillotine <clears throat> on him, man. Yeah, but nine and five and one, pretty good. Oh, pretty love pretty it. Good, yeah. love it. Our, yeah, we're just we're solid. So our next uh, next few games, as you said. So what do you California. think? Flames, Ducks, Flames, Kings, Flames, Sharks. I think we can get two wins, and I'm hoping an overtime loss. Yeah, I think we. There's no way we win in the. Honda I don't think Center. we will win all three. I really want them to win all three, but I don't think we will. I think we'll beat the Kings. I think we beat L.A. and I think we overtime lose to San Jose and San Jose, San Jose and we lose in regulation to the Ducks. I, I think points. we lose to the Ducks. I think we beat the Kings and I think we beat the Sharks. I think we lose the Ducks in overtime. I hope you're right. Nice Saturday Sunday games though. That'll be nice. Absolutely, I'm totally down with that. And then. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can. If we could just get at least, I think, four points out of this. Uh, four or points. Three or four points. Amazing. I'll that'd take be great. Three. It'd be good to have some momentum in our home stretch there because then we're playing the Canadians, Oilers, Knights. Oilers. Jets. Oh, my God. Book that day God, off. I, it's Saturday. So, uh, McDavid's pretty good. So, let's not talk about him. Uh, we'll talk about it later. They're yeah. doing well, I've been They're doing well. Hate I hate to admit it. If they win their games on hand, they go ahead of us. Vancouver though, come on, that's not gonna last. There's no But way. that that Peterson guy is just Yeah. Arguing with my brother, actually. Apparently Peterson made that crazy pass off the boards. I don't know if you saw that. I thought it was a dump in, but people are just having an orgasm over it and then showing how the Sedines did that way back when. Um He's really good, though. Oh, I heard regardless. about this Brock Besser, Peterson, Sedin-like goal thing. Yeah, so he... I didn't look because I didn't care because it's I Vancouver. think he dumped it in. But anyway, let's just go with the popular opinion that he did this on purpose. He basically just shot the puck in, bounced it off the boards right in front of Besser's stick, and he just nailed it I, into the net. I honestly missed the days where we played our division teams eight times. Yeah. And I know we had, like, we had five teams in our, our division then, but... I, I well four, four four other teams including us so five teams total, but I miss those I miss those days. Agreed. I really like I can't get up for a game against New York Islanders. I I mean even against Minnesota. Who wants to watch Minnesota? When when we play Florida, I just two times a year it's too much. They got nine Buffalo. Points. Just. I mean, they're garbage. I want to play them, but I I don't want to I don't want to play them. You know. Yeah. It's just not. It's I got not, nothing else to say. It's not the same. It's not the same as playing Edmonton. I'm done. I have no rants in me. I I actually have tons of rants in me, but I'm not going to say anything. It's going to be a long two weeks till that Edmonton game now. Yeah, I'm slightly excited about it. Slightly. Yeah. That's it, though. That's it. Thank S- you so much. Shut it off. Shut her down. Thank you so much for listening. We we really do appreciate it. We hope uh, you're enjoying this season as much as we are. And I definitely hope that the winning run and this kind of vein of form we're in continues. Go Flames Go. Have a great night or a good morning or a solid lunchtime. Whenever you're listening, take care of yourselves and bye-bye.